listeners, you're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Nightmare Junkhead! With Genius McGee and Greg D. I'm Gigi Saul Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions. Ah! Gore is love, baby. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that would probably enjoy satanic pate. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're peering through your blinds and asking for your Wi-Fi password as we look at some of the nastiest neighbors in the horror genre. But before we get into that, let me remind you, we are part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. And you can find all of our episodes over at BoomHowdy.com, or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your property hole. <laughs> Again, always curious where you're going with those. And then when it hits, it hits like crazy. So the the entirety of this episode was inspired by an, an incident you've recently had with some neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of neighbors, make sure you're checking out the uh, My Neighbors Are Dead podcast yeah. uh, hosted by Adam Peacock, who was kind enough to come on the episode. Yeah, I was, anytime now I, I talk neighbors, it's just going to be like a Pavlovian thing. But I promised on this episode we won't have any Dick Luchador masks. No, so. <laughs> we won't be going back to the bounce house this time. <laughs> no, we. this whole uh, thing came uh, about because you've been having some run-ins with your current neighbors. Neighbors, correct? It's bullshit. I got this fraternity living next to me, and I mean, it's not really a frat. If it was a frat, you know, I'd be there with all the parties and like, hey, 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 right? No, there's like, there's like six, seven guys living in this apartment, and they all go do at odd jobs, right? But they all have these big ass trucks, right? And they keep using my yard to pull out because they have so many cars parked in there they can't they have to like parallel park and shit and they're always using my yard and they have those big trucks with like the two wheels on the side so they're always putting ruts and shit fucking one of them ran over my garbage can knocked everything out and you know what it was a full fucking garbage can too because garbage day was the next day right garbage day was the next day so there's like fucking kitty litter like food particles and shit boom boom I'm seeing this out of the bedroom window. I know it's fucking him. It's so you didn't go Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 on him on garbage? Garbage, dude. I fucking should have. But I'm I'm looking out of my bedroom window, and I'm watching this whole thing unfold, and I'm banging like, no! Right? Owen's scratching at the window and shit. He doesn't see me. And you know what? Instead of going out, checking the damage, or leaving a note or something, the fucker just uh, scurves off. Right? Two days later, I can't find no, none, none of them. Like all six of them, I never see them because one, I'm never home, and two, whatever. So I finally cut one down. I'm like, hey, dude, one of your guys has just ran over my my garbage can. He's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 habla inglés, and I'm like, uno de tuyos. So I'm going at him. My com- my Spanish ain't that great, but I'm going enough where like he's like, damn, busted. Yeah, right. And he goes, I, I didn't do it, but I know who did right day later right that truck i'm getting out getting my mail that truck pulls up the one that hit my garbage can pulls up and he's like pulling back into my driveway again right i like step right behind his car not letting him move and i just stand there with my arms closed like 
You actually... Let's do this. All right? Not fighting. I'm just like, we need to talk. I'm pointing at the garbage can. And he goes, he comes out and he goes, um, did I do that? And I go, you know you did. I know you did. I saw it with my eyes. What are we going to do about it? And he goes, um, I'll buy you a new one. I swear. I promise. I'm like, all right. It better be like this of equal or greater value, right? He still forgets. I see him two days later and he goes, I, I forgot. I'm sorry. I've been bit. I'm like, look, garbage day is tomorrow, right? Fucking get it done, right? He got it done cool. the next okay, day. Okay. But after garbage day, I still throw it out there. The fucking possums are getting into my trash and shit. And then they're having a party on there. They're having a fucking party. I, one, I wasn't invited. And two, <laughs> they got all these kids running out back in the floor in my lawn. And I'm literally the old man. Get off my lawn, you crazy kids. All right? And I'm like, shit. And they're, par- and they're parked. I cannot get out. I'm late for work and I cannot get fucking out of my house. I'm pissed, right? And so then one of the kids has the audacity. He's on my yard, on my on the other side, to wave me. No, go ahead, go move. You can come out. And I'm like, no, you get out first. You get out. Ugh. You know, if if people know you, genius, you they know you are a man of great. I don't want to say temperament, but, you know, someone that's grandiose. Right. You know, when you're happy, you're, they know you're happy. Right. When you're sad, we know you're sad. When you're angry, I can only imagine. I don't think I've seen you angry. It's almost like the Incredible Hulk. I don't want to see you angry. I did throw that garbage can where the guy parked to let him know that I know. I know that you know that I know. So... But no, nothing big. I have a lot of I was patience. Say, it's not bad. That's not bad. That, right. I, I guarantee you we've got some listeners now going, you think I that's bad? I should have fucking slashed their tire. So, yeah. So that being said, bad neighbor stories. Hit us up on uh, Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. But that's got you thinking about just some of the horrific neighbors in horror movies, yeah. which, again, go back to the My Neighbors Are Dead podcast, but not so much the periphery characters, but the actual the literal ones that are in there. Right. And, and not just like neighbors that are awesome with cameos because they die really great, but like like Anne Ramsey and in, in, in Deadly Friend. Alan! Right? Not that. But like where the neighbors are the either the main focus or the catalyst of all the shenanigans going on. That works. So that works perfectly. Yeah. So you put together a list. We mm-hmm. actually kind of put together our own little list here of some films in horror that feature just that. Yeah. And I actually had a really good time putting this together because I got Me to revisit too. some films on that. So let us go ahead and start. What's one of your on your list there, Genius? Uh, the Cassavettes from Rosemary's Baby. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! You want to talk about a movie that has always made me very wary of the elderly. Right? The only way that I... I'm just glad Roman wasn't Roman Polanski, because that would have been terrible. Jesus Christ. But the neighbors, especially fucking Ruth Gordon, the funny thing about it is she's so fucking funny in this film, but yet, like, she's, like, one of the main cult ringleaders. So that's how that's the well, I think there's kind of that's how the oh, yeah, spoilers they, they lure you in base. Oh, yeah, come on, on right? A 40 50 year old movie on that one, <laughs> right? But it's so funny because the whole time she's like, Well, the other day I says to Mabel, I says, I'm gonna go down to the store, and oh my gosh, you need to eat this cake. Cake, <laughs> she fucking devours that cake yes, when they're does. sitting like she's like, God damn animals. She's like, Om nom 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 nom, evil. Om nom nom nom. Satanists have different kind of etiquette than we than we normies do right there is though there's so much to love of that and i had a chance to see it on the big screen again not too long ago and that movie is still super effective number mm-hmm. one but truly it does really make you wary of the people around you because yeah. 
by all appearances. You don't expect them to be Satanists. No, yes. And yet over there, she's making like Cosby moose. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and God. it's, it's a 100% jello pudding moose. Oh, it's, it's And it's terrible. And it's to know that they're the ones that are like... <laughs> they're the ones actually, yeah, that are manipulating the entire film. And too. even if she wasn't a Satanist... Fuck her because that one scene where she brings over the friend, they just come sit down and just start knitting for just, no reason and just start bullshitting. She's like, I got things to do, you know? You know, there's those neighbors that you really enjoy coming in. They just enhance things. And then there's those others that worm their way in. Right. Just, you know, forcibly move their way in and they're there. And you don't want to be mean to an old lady, but at some point in time, there's got to be like, you got to get the fuck out of here, you know? I mean, like, I don't want to hurt, break your hip, but... Uh. <laughs> no, a, a good pick and another one that also has just a wonderful score uh christoph comida i believe is the name the the that la, 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 mm-hmm. that little lullaby Ugh, it's so creepy it is a very effective film and uh, mia farrow obviously so good in that movie it's mm-hmm. ridiculous okay now one of my that i'm gonna pick is one a film that i haven't watched in a, it's been a while since i've watched it and if you listen to the nerds of nostalgia you know, this is the film that actually kind of woke me up and said, hey, Greg, you're a little depressed. You need to start dealing with this. Uh, but it's the film The Invitation. I have not yet seen that movie. Okay, you'll, you'll get to it. I know, I know. But, and again, not to give too many spoilers away here, but the main characters in the film are very new agey. And I can only imagine living with them, there would just be that, like, that smell of like, dare I say, patchouli, <laughs> just some noxious fumes, just that other world, just gnarly stuff coming from over there. They're going to be playing that crazy, and I love world music, but, but I, not at like two o'clock in the morning, like, like, and like, aboriginally, and there'd be a lot of chanting. Yeah. Lots of chanting. Tibetan throat singing. Arr, it just it would, sounds like Frank Reynolds. It would, it would sound like those lynxes. Yeah. Did you see that recent viral video mm-hmm. there of that? But Haunting. also, if you you know if you've seen the invitation, you know it's it's a truly sinister film. Uh, very much a slow burn, but has a great payoff. Uh, but it would definitely make me wary of ever going to their house. And if you, God forbid, you see the red light, you'll know what we're talking about. But no, check it out, Genius. You do need to see it. It's well worth your time. I do. Um, It's got the guy that played Dario from Game of Thrones in it. Uh, John Carroll Oates is in it. So, of course, he plays the ambiguous creepy dude. Right. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. No, 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 it's not a lot of fun, I should say. It's It's a good good movie. It's a good slow burn (laughs) flick. No, check it out. (laughs) So, next pick for you there, Genius. Um, Well, sometimes dead is better. That Pet Cemetery Judd, good old Herman Munster. Oh, Lily. Right. (laughs) If he didn't put that seed of... Badness, the suggestion. The suggestion, none of that shit would have happened. That's very true. Even though he was acting on like good intentions, what do they say? The road to hell is paved they, with good intentions. It's all that. He wouldn't get the tendonitis and any of that stuff. We wouldn't see, but we wouldn't see like the actors getting like hurt. You know, so I blame Judd for Pet Cemetery. You you're you're straight up a hundred percent on that. Had he not intervened or interfered with that, you're right. Yeah, and what's horrible is the fact he knew something bad would happen. Yeah, yeah, he knew that whatever came back is not the same, and so and oh man, and I'll tell you what, I'll be honest. It's I was getting ready to watch the Pet Cemetery documentary that's on Shutter. Shutter. I 
I recently lost Kitty not too long ago, and it was all about the idea of, and I'll here's another little insight. Kitty is in the backyard now, and I did bury her, and it was a very personal, tragic thing. Right. But, but I couldn't watch Pet Cemetery without going, <laughs> I'm going to hear something. Yep. And Kitty's going to be like, looking at me, glaring on Genius was my nemesis, but now you are. Right. Now I want to play with you. <laughs> right. Uh, plus, you got Zelda. So that's too bad taste that, no, if you don't watch Pet Cemetery for another five, six years, I don't blame you. You know what I'm saying? And the <laughs> that's a traumatic shit. It's a horror. Well, this is one we screened again not too long ago as uh-huh. well, and it played pretty well on the big screen. Yeah. Although uh, the guys from Starry Eyes are going to be remaking it. I heard about that. Yeah. So. And John Lithgow is Judd. Ah. Yeah. I will check that out. Yeah. I didn't know if uh, John Lithgow would have kind of a... Uh, accent he does with the mane oh, there no. i hope he does i hope he does that just, is bad all you know just him doing judd you know that would be awesome that would be wonderful yeah it would be really good mm-hmm. so next up on my list here just bad neighbors just kind of again dictating the entirety but a film that we had a chance uh we did for a monday mystery movie night uh nerds of nostalgia and it's one of our all-time favorites mm-hmm. uh joe dante's the burbs yes that was on my list too how could you not fucking that, the clopex even not even you can go beyond the Clopex too, and just all the characters yeah. in the cul-de-sac and how they just like you have this like crazy, not even symbiotic relationship, but parasitic relationship basically with everyone there. No, but even just the Clopex and how they instigate everything and how that whole thing starts. Yeah, and just the actually the ambiguity technically up until because you don't know and just and like you said, Walters would be a pain in the ass neighbor to have. That'd be a shit neighbor to have. Rumsfeld, yeah. All of them would be horrible neighbors. All of them. Even Corey Feldman, even though he lives like a little bit further days, he'll be shit neighbors. Every single one of them. I wouldn't want fucking anything so satanic pate coming at me. And then I definitely wouldn't want the Clopex. Especially if you come to like a family picnic, all they bring is sardines. <laughs> And again, go back to the, the episode because we we always try to be a little interactive when we mm-hmm. do our live show. And for the Burbs, and I think it was probably your idea. Yeah, if I, remember I think right, it was because it was a real a Christian idea. Yes, Hans Christian Andersen. We we dined on sardines, and mm. we of course offered up sardines to everyone that came down. But that was the very first time I ate one. Me too. And it was unpleasant. It was the very first time and the very last time. <laughs> I'm done with sardines. No. That was grody. That it was, was grody shit. Horrible. Uh, but it's great because this actually just got a new release on Blu-ray from Shout Factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got a really good making of documentary on it. But Courtney Gaines actually says now, thanks to that film, like at conventions, people will come up with sardines oh, and have them sign them. Nice. Which, you know, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. I would have them tell me to fuck off in like 47 in different, different languages. languages. That's what I would do. If you can get him and Kane Hodder together for a, a hard bodies little reunion, because he plays one of the like the beach toughs really? in the film. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see that movie again. It's it's, it's worth well worth your time. As is the Burbs and just the Klopeks in general. Again, I love the ambiguity mm-hmm. with them. It's like, are they truly sinister? Are they bad? Or is it just the you know the the ennui that you get from being in suburbia? <laughs> right. <laughs> no. So there's it's uh, and of course it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. And Tom Hanks is. The be all end all. Love the man. National treasure. The movie is so good because it's a cartoon. It's Joe Dante. Right. It's, it's it's you can't get better than this movie. Beyond like Gremlins two, you you don't get much more of a cartoon. Right. Than the, <laughs> that shot when you get that great 
the zoom in on all the people and then and culminate the, the, to the dog. The dog. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, we love Joe Dante. Mm-hmm. It's because he is just basically a human cartoon. Yeah, he is. He's, yeah, he is. He's fantastic. So check that one out, The Burbs. And also check out the Nerds of Nostalgia episode. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Next pick on your list there, Genius. Um, This one's kind of like a weird twofer because it involves two different neighbors in two different segments of one different story. I'm talking about Trick or Treat. So we have the crotchety old man and the principal. Those are those they're neighbors, <laughs> they're horrible neighbors, and yet they both intertwine in different mm-hmm. weird ways. So it's about each individual story is about them, but they do cross over in the neighborhood. So uh, that's why it's a twofer to go out to be dispatched the way. First of all, I felt really bad for the principal. I know he, not the principal, the principal's kid, mm-hmm. because you know he's going to be a serial oh, killer. He's, he's just and, from the get go. And now without a, like a guardian and just that last shot and he's sitting there just waiting to go trick or treating with a head and he's like, huh. Does, and does, then, yeah. Yeah. Does Sam take him under his wing? I would hope so. I would think so. I mean, like, not that I'm saying that I want to get another right, kid right. serial killer out there, but I mean, in the world of trick or treat, I mean, there's worse ways to go, you yeah, know? I agree. I agree. Like the crotchety old man. Bri- well, the fact that it's Brian Cox, mm-hmm. that he adds such gravitas to your genre film, and he's having a good time with the role, and but yeah. he is, he's just the ultimate crotchety old. God help me, that's what I'm going to be how many years from now, but ultimately, what I love with that, though, is the ultimate twist, and we won't... We could I, we won't ruin it. No, but, but how everything works together yes. in that film, which is why it's revered as kind of a modern day classic. Yeah. Plus, he cemented Sam as an icon. Yeah. You know. So. And it also, again, this is one that makes you wary of your neighbors because you never know what's going on beyond behind the on door. The other side. Yeah. I'm on the other fence. It does. It, as normal as suburbia is for a lot of people, that's where the most sinister stuff usually happens. You know, watch mm-hmm. like Blue Velvet, uh, any <laughs> yeah. number of those films. Absolutely. Well, speaking of suburbia, that'll take us to our my next film. And I don't know if it would really, they would be horrible neighbors in general, but there's a little neighbor interaction on this one, especially when they're inquiring on if things are going wrong in your house. But uh, let's get freaky with the Freelings and go to Poltergeist. That is not on my list, but that's a, the whole neighborhood is fucked because they didn't move the body. God damn it, James Karen. You know what? You know, as, long as, as much as we love James Karen, you he didn't move the bodies. He done fucked up on that one, right? <laughs> but also, it just kind of shows you that uh, talking about the terror of suburbia and what just seems to be such just an almost homogenous area, mm-hmm. but then just all the craziness that goes on within. But the, my, one of my favorite things in there is the fact that you've kind of got the neighbors messing with each other with the remotes. Or is that E.T.? No, that's Poltergeist. Right. Uh, but also just that, is anything going on at your place? And the fact that you are just that close together, but yet you don't know what's going on in that other house. Exactly. That's, that, that, that freaks me out. I grew up in suburbia. Uh, you know, so watching Poltergeist was like, oh, shit, is this what's going to happen <laughs> if stuff gets real? Home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's what always freaked me out more than anything. I got you a clown, Greg. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, how many just phobias were launched with that film? Right. I mean, even that's a selling point when they made the remake. They're like, we have to have the clown. You know, it's like, ugh. And I haven't seen the remake. I haven't either. I, I, I just need Hooper. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. all. And that's the we one... need real bodies in the swimming pool. Jesus Christ. Poor Joe Beth Williams. <laughs> and actually, I really, I love the family. Mm-hmm. They just seem so genuine down yeah. to earth. There's that one shot where it's uh, Craig T. Nelson is reading like the book on Reagan. And right next to him is she's just rolling a joint. Yeah. 
And you're like, oh my God, this is, it's like, shouldn't they be hiding that from the kids? Like, no, this is like early 80s. I guess everyone was a little bit more open. Strangely enough, look what's playing behind us. That's a little creepy. Isn't Whoa. That? So we've got, I've got the, the trailer trauma DV Blu-ray going on in the background and the Poltergeist trailer just came up. That like weird, like weird serendipity. Yeah. What's happening? What's happening? Head toward the lock. Zelda so, Rubenstein. Yeah, she's she's wonderful. She was a national treasure. So mm-hmm. next pick for you there, genius. Okay. Um this one, it's not technically horror, but it can because there's enough violence and gore. When it's not just the whole na- when it's not just the neighbor, but the whole neighborhood mm-hmm. and they're wanting to get rid of you for the greater good. We're talking a little bit about hot fuzz. Ah, Oh, for the greater good. Yeah. You know what? It's it's, it's Edgar Wright. He's genre. He can always yeah. have a place here right, on right. Nightmare Junkhead. And how horrific is when, when then they pushed that uh, chapel Ch- onto little, the guy's his head. His omen homage it, there. Yeah. So I count it as horror. And quite honest, well, it, I'll, I'll totally work. But honestly, yeah, the whole just idea of that, was it the NWA? Yeah, the NWA. If, if you can get with the Neighborhood Watch Association and... You're gone. It's They'll scary. kill you. It is very yeah. scary, uh, especially in today's current, you know, climate. Just mm-hmm. the way things are. Hell, um, you know, you've got like neighborhood watches on. Yeah. Like, so in and of itself, that NWA itself becomes a character in that movie. Exactly. And Edgar Wright is just so good at crafting that. Yarp. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know who 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 that is? Right? Yeah, it's Gregor Glegain, the yeah. <laughs> the hound. That's so That's, weird when you see it. I know. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for him to cuss out like Timothy Dalton, or right? Just uh, like I'm slashing prices, <laughs> and and it's narp with like the fucking broadsword that he got from Brianna Tarts. I'd watch every single right. second of that. And Timothy Dalton is so goddamn good in that film. Yeah. With his... He's so menacing. He's so creepy and menacing that you he's, know he's, he's evil. Right just throughout the entirety of the, the film. Uh, it's, that was a. I'm so glad he got his kind of, and that's what I like with Edgar Wright is he's kind of like the the British Tarantino just because he goes out and gets these really good character actors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, like I said, I was introduced to Bill Nye yeah. because of Edgar Wright. Same here. Jean of the Dead. Yep. yep. So, you know, he's 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 given us so much, so much. So uh, Hot Fuzz, great pick, great pick. So the last one I've got here on my list is uh, Ty West's House of the Devil. How long has it been a while since you've seen that one? It has been a while since okay. I've seen that one. Because it's again going but back yeah, to I mean, Satanist. Well, she and that's the funny thing is you got like a satanic theme throughout a lot, like with Rosemary's Baby, uh, with the Burbs, mm-hmm. and then here with House of the Devil. Uh, Tom Noonan, Mary Warrenov as the elderly couple, and then you've got the babysitter coming in. Mm-hmm. So you've got. Uh, and Any, anytime you see Mary Warrenov, you know that you're either for a crazy time or some ill shit's about to go down. <laughs> Regardless, you would rather be watching what's happening rather right. than being involved <laughs> in it. Now, this is another one that definitely, like with the invitation, is more of a slow burn, uh, but one that earns the yeah. burn. And again, just that that idea of the menacing stuff that happens. In this case, it's just one of those the houses that's on the outskirts. So you don't necessarily have a lot of neighborly interaction, but you do need the babysitter. You yep. need help from the outside. And when you open yourself up to that, that's when... Ill, again, sh- yeah. Ill shit. <laughs> Satanistic ill shit. And like I said, it's it, I think Ty West really earns the slow burn in this one because there is stuff that's happening throughout the film. The, the score is wonderful. Uh, the performances are great. And it's one of those that I just don't think gets enough love. No. 
Um, he Ty West is really good at the slow burn. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. that's his wheelhouse. Like, yeah, I enjoy his slow burn. And apparently, stuff. he's uh, either like a trained boxer or a mixed martial artist. Really? Because in one of the uh, fantastic debates, like a long time ago, he went up against a, a critic and just wiped the floor with him. Now we have to get him versus Uwe Bowl. Oh God. That would, you know, well, no, I don't think they can go fight. filmmaker versus filmmaker, though. It's always filmmaker no. versus critic. No, I mean, oh, they can't eat bummer. their own. Ah, uh, oh, man, that's how you make one stronger. No. <laughs> Get the Vendigo thing going on, consuming mm-hmm. the flesh of the other exactly. one. Exactly. So next film on your list there, Genius. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't have this one. This one is like, okay, so think about this. You're young. You got a nice girlfriend. You got a good family. You got a nice life. This new neighbor comes in. He steals your girlfriend. He kills your best friend. And he has this awesome ghoul just showing you up at every single turn. Fright night. For real. Yeah. I'm sh- I'm actually really disappointed in myself for not having <laughs> this one on my list. Yeah, that's the Perfect. That's almost yeah. the epitome he's, of the nasty neighbor. He's the most horrible neighbor because, like, he does all these terrible things. Seduces your mom, you know? I mean, like, fucking wrecks your car. I mean, just all this shit. I mean, like... He's not the neighbor you want, but ultimately, you know, and what I love with the character of Jane Danridge is, let's, let's face it, yeah, he is, he's a killer, he's a nasty vampire, mm-hmm. uh, but ultimately, he always he gives Charlie that chance. Yeah, that's, and that's true. That's the one thing I always really liked with the character. And he's like, no, 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 you can look the other way. I'll let you go. Right. You, but then ultimately, of course, you won't have a movie with that if he, you know, gives in on that. Of course. I personally would have looked the other way. I would have let the vampire go. I'm like, hey, so why don't you hook me up with some like vampire powers? <laughs> You would have been your Liz little uh, Renfield. Uh, no, I'd be a nasty vampire god. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but ultimately, like you said, he steals your girl. Yeah. Your mom is just making just googly eyes right? over him. He kills He's, your best friend, you know? He turns I mean, your best friend against you. Right. Into like this awesome pathos werewolf with dinner in the oven. Never look at a raggedy mm. and hair. <laughs> Can't do it, right? and <laughs> It's a film that offers so so freaking much. And it's all built around just going back to the Hitchcockian theme of Rear Window, too, mm-hmm. as well. Because that's actually what spurs everything is Charlie spying in on the neighbor. Yep. As you probably would, you know, again, that you saw some bare boobs. Mm-hmm. Again, that was, a you know, a, a currency back in the day. Because he sees all these hot girls going into the house and, like, you know, so... Hey, what's going on? You know, why wouldn't you be into that <laughs> right? and you know engage in that? No, I agree, one hundred and ten percent. That's a, an excellent pick and kind of just like the epitome of a nasty neighbor. Mm-hmm. So another one on your list. There. Um, actually, let's see. I'm gonna. What time? We we're, go, we're good. We're good. Cool, cool. Um, people under the stairs. Yeah, mom and dad. Going back to uh, the our episode with the uh, my neighbors are dead with Adam. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Uh, they're horrible neighbors. I would hate to. No bounce house invites for them. No, you, the ball goes <laughs> over into their yard. It stays in that yard. That's fine. It'll become a permanent resident. Yep. God help me. My house. I've. I've. I upkeep it, but I've got some weird things on the outside. I'm just. I, I'm afraid one day I'm going to be that house that you walk around just like. <laughs> It's kind of creepy. I don't know, but just they, they bats have, are flying out of the tree. It's not even your fault. It's just how it happens. Like much, <laughs> much like, like in the, with the Clopex, the minute you walk onto their property, you know it's just yeah. <laughs> and then let's face it, when you got the you know, I don't even think they had names. Just Ma and is it just Mom and Mom Dad? Mom and Dad, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> and then Lola, she's adorable and friendly and wouldn't hurt a fly, but yet versus bark, the roar, 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 roar. you know what I mean? And like, like seriously, they're walking down, they hear the oh shit, yeah. So, so I'm telling you, no, just don't go outside raking leaves with a gimp mask. You will be fine. You will be okay. You know? Need to get the gimp mask first, then I can then, start on the raking of the right? leaves, and then I come out and it burr, just like <laughs> just waving at everyone. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'd love to have just some like peaceful, just like almost new wave yawning music playing in the background, just to normalize the hell out of it. But just you know, hey, all inclusive. Uh, I don't think there's anything quite as shocking as when that gimp's that whole scene comes out the first right? time. You're like, what? what the fuck? Because that was my like one of my first introductions into like BDSM, right? Because I'm young, because I'm seeing it in the theater, right? Yep. And so like when I see it, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And when you you know you think Wes Craven, you know you're you're not necessarily thinking of that kind of an element, or at least back when I saw it initially as well, because all I knew was basically Freddy. Mm-hmm. I knew. In this case, it would have been, uh, you talked a little bit about uh, Anne Ramsey, Deadly Friend. Right. So I wasn't really prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And also makes for a great urban horror as well. Absolutely. It's uh, it's just, it's that one house in the neighborhood that's just, ugh, with the creepy people, they're like, so. And you never catch them outdoors, Mm-mm. very rarely. Or if you do, it's just like, almost like a Bigfoot sighting. <laughs> <laughs> like, in the trees, like, <laughs> And I also, I just don't think that's a film that gets enough love Mm-mm. for Craven. You know, we're obviously no. big fans of Shocker, and this came. This was they would these were back to back. This was like I, I dare say Craven's golden period. I mean, just like well, his resurgence, build, and it was a build up into Scream because he was doing weirder shit. But the weirder shit that he was doing wasn't appreciated at the time. But yeah. like by us growing up, and then looking back, like these were fucking great movies. And now, once again, hindsight twenty twenty. I mean, and ultimately, what I love about the people under the stairs, it has just the the current political themes that yeah. still play just probably just stronger today 30 years later and it's still relevant exactly that's when a lot of the stuff you see with uh, kind of the reaction to reaganism mm-hmm. in the you know uh, late 80s and early 90s and you see it in the horror films mm-hmm. rich versus the poor go I just mean, straight like, up to just, they live uh, yeah exactly the, all the masters kind of dabbled into it and but and it's still and that's the shame i think today is that it still is relevant mm-hmm. so you know god forbid we still are facing the same issues we're just again repeating cycle, yeah. man. Vicious, yeah. A snake eating its uh, tail. Lead, let horror lead the way. Let it show you the errors of the ways. Right. You know, Le- these are not people to be idolized. These are cautionary tales yes, that we keep just running into. It's yep. horrible. Yep. 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 Okay. Um. So this is a movie I haven't seen yet, but also ah. it's a movie I haven't seen in a long time. There's, it's a double. Mom oh, okay. and dad. Okay. Mom and dad. Ah. And parents. Ooh. Very interesting. Now, that would make an interesting double feature. Because mm-hmm. it's just right next door, and yep. ill shit happens next door. Again, just all the stuff that happens behind the closed doors. Mm-hmm. Neighbors actually got a nice Blu-ray release from Vestron. Parents? Uh, uh, yeah, excuse me, parents, yeah. Yeah. Really? And, yeah. Oh, that, oh, that, they're right. That was one of their uh, signature first mm-hmm. wave of the Vestron mm-hmm. thing. They got some good stuff. I'm glad that their restaurant is opening up their vaults. Yeah. because There's the, some good shit. And that's another one of those films that... Almost dare I say, like plays kind of like ravenous, where it's not necessary. I mean, it's you could it's I'll call it a horror film, yeah. But you could have a lot of non horror people watch it and mm-hmm. just go, no, it's just straight satire. Uh, and this is you know, God, this is back when Randy Quaid was still a really good actor, <laughs> right before he went yeah. all like 
Ooh, YouTube pervert yeah. Santa Claus. So well, just a little off the the deep end there. Yeah, and uh, it's and that's one of those I need to pick up the Blu-ray because they've got a good making of. Of mm-hmm. course they do, uh, but that's one actually that definitely deserves a rewatch. But then Mom and Dad, that's yeah. the one with Nick Cage and Samuel Blair, right? Mm-hmm. Where the killer parents. Now, did that play Panic Fest? Yes, it did. That's, Damn it! But that was we, one of those... we were doing. We were doing the live show. That's at right. That time because I knew so. there were a lot of things that we were missing out on and yeah. i had that originally scheduled and then... <laughs> but no i've heard anytime you get let nick cage go full nick cage yeah and the whole premise obviously is this like basically a chemical get lets loose and then it just parents people... kill the one but only their kids right they don't go after other people's kids it's just their own kids yeah so i can only imagine as a parent that's probably a strangely cathartic film <laughs> potentially it's like the office mayhem it's yeah which another grand one that did play mm-hmm. at the Panic Film Festival yes, and then got one of the high awards there. So shout out to Joe Lynch. Um, I'm excluding. Uh, did we talk about what I'm excluding? No. Like, okay. No. We're, I'm excluding movies like because with the 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 neighbors are just cool characters that die. But Tom, but I'm also excluding movies that are about the neighbors who are serial killers or true crime or things like that because there's a lot of movies. Where oh he was such a nice neighbor exactly. or it's from the neighbor point of view or blah 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 but I'm so I'm excluding that honorable mention is Buffalo Bill knock 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 right okay um, that was good restraint thank you um, this is kind of like a twofer because it's another one because it's the house itself that is evil and that's Amityville good and Monster House. Okay, I've seen Amityville, have not seen... Now, Monster House, is that the animated one? Mm-hmm. Robert Zemeckis, it's really good, dude. Is it? It's really good. It's good horror. It's really... Because the, the house is a monster. It's like, it wants to eat these children. And so, anytime the ball goes into the yard, it eats it's, the ball and it lures the kids into the house. So Would this be one it. that you could utilize for like a gateway horror for Absolutely, because it's funny and it's... But see, it's not played like super goofy and it's weird motion caps. It's almost like... Almost like a Goonies. Really? Yeah. Because hmm. the kids are kids. Mm-hmm. Some of them are a little foul-mouthed. And, and sure. Adds but to it, the authenticity. It, but it's really good. And so those were the houses itself. So it's one I should probably check out. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Monster House. And uh, yeah, it's got a good little twist on it. It's a cursed house, basically. Oh. And like Amityville. I was going to say, speaking of. Shit goes in. It, ill shit happens in that house. The house itself is evil. So and that's one that always just the the side of the house just that imagery because it looked like it had the eyes right when it was illuminated that was always e- just always eerie always freaked me out and I remember a bit and I don't remember ugh, if it was a book that I had seen either in my library when I was in high school or maybe a used bookstore but there's that scene in the movie and in the book where the flies overtake the priest mm-hmm. and in one of the one of the books I saw and again I have to assume someone did this. But people were drawing, there was like drawings of flies, like within over the few, first few pages. Uh-huh. And it just got like increasingly more and more. And it was so bizarre that I'm like, what the hell am I reading? Like, is this a cursed book? And again, That's the Catholic awesome. upbringing kicks in. And I was like, oh my God, I've just totally screwed myself. Then like, you, I'm attached to it now. In the background, you hear, my ass would have been gone. <laughs> like, the minute you throw in the supernatural, I'm done. <laughs> Forget about it. I don't care how close I am. But also, this is um, obviously with Margot Kidder passing just recently. Yeah. Um, definitely a chance to, you know, check it. And she was so good in so many genre films. Uh, we're talking a little off mic about Black Christmas. Yeah. You know, and her performance is Barb. Love Barb in that movie. All about fellatio. It's a new extension. <laughs> 
Okay, so I have a few more, and I'm going to go by real quick honorable mentions on this one. Um, Children of the Damned. Good one. Uh, I Spit on Your Grave. Oh, yeah. It's very true. No, that's... Yeah. Yeah. That's, that totally those fits are in. Bad Neighbors. Um, Serial Mom. Another one that got a great Blu-ray. Uh. The sun will come out tomorrow when she beats the fuck out of that. It's so good. And I love the fact that Kathleen Turner was good enough. Yeah. And I don't want to say like good enough, but the fact that she... She was in yeah. full blast. She goes, I love it. Let's do it's it. Like John Waters and Kathleen Turner. Yeah. I, it's such it's a, a good, good movie. Yeah. Um, and my last one's super honorable mention, Zombies Ate My Neighbor, even though it's not a even though it's not a movie, it's still good stuff. One of the greatest Super Nintendo games of ever. All time. Ever. All time. It's the best. <laughs> if, uh, if you could beat that giant baby on the first tenth level, you're good. You're good. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> A great soundtrack for uh-huh. them. It's such a fun game. So many homages to like everything. If you love horror films, seek it out. I think it's on the SNES Mini, I think. I think so. I hope so. I hope it gets some more so love too, because right? it's so such. freaking good. It's the best. That's yeah, a really nice little, little plug there. And my last one, my last one is uh, a movie that I really enjoy. I enjoy the whole series. Um, I enjoy what's coming up with the new one that's coming out and the TV series that's coming out. I'm looking forward to it. But the first one, The Purge, that is when the neighbors are killing you. Yep. And even when they come to your rescue, they try to kill you again. It's their it's their right. Mm-hmm. This is another one that obviously plays so relevant now. Yeah. And one, God help us if it still plays relevant 30 years from now. Right. And the thing about it, I like the series with The Purge. It's evolving over time. Mm-hmm. It's going along with more of the, the climate. With, of the, with... Well, they started with a great premise and then made it a home invasion film. Mm-hmm. But then they opened up the scope and you went out into The Purge. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. It's such a... It, ah. I was initially kind of hesitant to see it, and I don't know why. Yeah. And I think it was actually maybe you or Dustin that got me to finally watch it, and I was like, oh my God, what have I been missing out on? Yeah. Because it... The weird thing about The Purge is I backwards engineered. I saw the first Purge, I mean, the second Purge first. Ah. And then when I saw... Oh, wow. So how did that play then, going from the, uh, the second to the first? It went great. Did it? I mean, because I was like, okay, cool. You uh, go from a broader the... scale to something more intimate. Right. But the premise was there. I yeah. mean, and, and I enjoyed it. And I like what they're doing. And I think they're making the new Purge series like an anthology, mm-hmm. which is I think is perfect. Well, we, we did a little kind of a retrospective on The Purge uh, mm-hmm. over on Nerds and Nostalgia. And that's what we talked about, that you should create an anthology yeah. film with it and just little bits mm-hmm. of all the stuff that's going on in The Purge. Now, I'm anxious to see the the prequel. I mean, I'm really anxious, though, to see just those little vignettes. Because too. it's just, it's scary to yeah. think about that. Yeah, like you're cool with the person 364 days a year. Right. And then that one day, everything that they've been harboring away... Is they're coming after your ass. People can hold grudges for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. It's a, again a frightening premise and one that still just to this day. And then even worse, after they if they after their attempt to kill you after the purge is over and they didn't succeed, how awkward is the rest of that year? That's a long you know what I'm saying? Four days. It's like, uh, hey, so you're gonna go to the baseball game? Yeah, I got tickets. <laughs> I mean, uh, they did a skit. I can't remember who did it, but it was like the purge like five minutes after and like they're about ready to kill a guy and then it kits off and they're like oh damn they're like hey you want to go to denny's yeah let's go <laughs> and it's just and it's just so you know that awkward night of partying or what have you right it's 
Uh, that's it's terror on two fronts. Like the the the, the actual when, action, and then the repercussions of oh it. Oh my god! Well, the fact that you had these people flying in, you know, these international tourists to you know celebrate the purge. Right? Like, wow, this is just so gnarly and yeah, just because mm-hmm. if I tried to kill my neighbors, the ones that ran over my garbage can, and I missed, and I missed my opportunity for the purge one. They're, yeah, they're yeah. gonna be like yeah. some ill will forms you, there. Regardless of the purge, they might just break the law, <laughs> right? They'll be like, uh, "Sorry, dude." You know, yeah. People are still killing, you know, beyond the purge itself. No, I guess no, they're not. So no, you're right, right? Yeah. Hence the, the purge. The purge is probably the ultimate bad neighbors for me. It truly because you cannot trust anyone. Mm-mm. No, that's frightening. Mm-mm. That's frightening. <laughs> so obviously, I'm sure there are some ones that we miss. So let us know over on Twitter at Nightmare Junk on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. <laughs> Were you ever the bad neighbor? Uh, I was lucky enough not to be a bad neighbor. Um, probably the worst thing I've, and I okay. So if you again, if you go and listen to our nerds and nostalgia episode, you'll listen to uh, my my very first apartment I ever lived in. Um, I basically ran. We ran across some some a guy got shot. I had to help him. Go and listen to it. I'm not going to repeat it here. I'll just say this. I have an awesome neighborhood that I live in now. I have awesome neighbors. I know them. And that's what's cool about my neighborhood. But the best part is my neighbor next door to me, he's Vietnamese. And his name is Bang. And on my phone, it says Bang Neighbor. And when I was married, that was always an awkward thing. People were like, what is that? And I'm like, no, it's just, it's Bang. It's next door. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> so now as a single guy, it's like even more like instead of a Bang Maid, it's a Bang Neighbor. Bang Neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> you get booty calls? No, it's just my neighbor. It's just my neighbor. Get off my lawn. <laughs> now, you mentioned that yes. you had some run-ins. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when <laughs> when my aunt passed away, I moved into her house for one the, to get everything ready. And I was taking care of it, too. And I invited Mount Baldy to come and live with me. Okay? So we're living there. We lived there for about a month or so. Getting just like they've taken care of things and... And one day we're out there getting ready and the cops come and they're like, hi, who are you guys? And I'm like, I live here. What's going on? They're like, well, there's been a call. Uh, There's been something going on in the neighborhood. And um, they had the lady that lived here. They haven't seen for about almost a month now. Um, you guys moved in and there's a very strong smell of death. Oh no coming and the neighbors are complaining and i was like oh shit and so i had to explain like okay no the lady that was there was my aunt and i'm taking care i'm her nephew and the smell here's what happened so we were cleaning out this chicken that we had and went old and it was a lot of chicken because somebody gave it to us so it was secondhand chicken right you're not gonna turn down chicken right it's free chicken and so like but it's raw and so we only ate as much as we can before it started getting old. So we had to throw it away. Okay. So we threw it away uh, the day before garbage day. And it was summertime. Why is it always coming back to garbage I know. day? And What's you're... up? And with neighbors. Okay. That's weird. Garbage day. I guess it's the punish. Right? So so I missed the garbage. So we threw it out the next day. But then I missed that next garbage day. So it was two weeks. So it fermented. In the middle of July. Ew. Okay. Oh. And yes. I put it on the, co- I, I, yeah. I put, I tried to like do everything I can, but it was so foul and there's nothing I could do. Try to throw like spices on it just to like maybe enhance the aroma. <laughs> I need an old priest and a new priest. No, like fucking like a mummy, like fucking like a plague doctor, just have like dried magnolias and shit, throw it all in there and some, this is seraphim oil, you know, and just, but no. And so like it did smell like death and by just cause, but the neighbors 
calling on the cops on me because just too many coincidences. I mean, seriously, they're used to like a little Mexican lady living in there. Next thing they know, without warning, there's Mount Baldy and just doing around doing shit, you know, just being Mount Baldy. I would have called the cops too. And I'm like, no, this is it. And he goes, can you prove it? And I'm like, open it up. Nope, that's it. Yep. That's it. Okay. That's some bad that's, chicken. That's all we need to see. Sorry to bother you, sir. That's crazy. So that was the one time I was a bad neighbor. And, you know, but that was an inadvertent bad neighbor. Right. That's not too bad. I'm not a bad neighbor yet, but if he runs over my new goddamn trash can and they bring back those fucking chickens, listen to the other story, listen to a previous yep. podcast yep. about the chicken stories. They Go back bring, to the Burbs, Nerds, and Nostalgia episode. Mm, yep. They bring back those fucking chickens and run over my garbage can, then I'm going to be a bad neighbor. I'm going to be a naughty vampire You're neighbor. Gonna- the comeuppance, the comeuppance will be sweet, I'm sure. No, that's uh, that's that's appropriate given the, sh- the level of shenanigans you find yourself in. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, of course, of course. Like, it's not one of those things where I'm like, oh, really? No, what? Right. No way. Right? Like, I was like, yep. get out of town. Like, no, yeah, that sounds <laughs> that about sounds right. good. You're, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. staying on brand. <laughs> uh, so no. So final thoughts on any you know bad neighbors in horror? I would love to hear your guys' stories. If yeah. you're the bad neighbor, if you're not, if, yeah. if you have a bad neighbor, if you don't have a bad neighbor story, you're probably the, the bad, bad neighbor, neighbor right? <laughs> I don't know what they're all bitching about. I was just hanging out with my refrigerator that was in my lawn next to that those five cars that don't work anymore. I don't know what to talk about bad neighbor. Anytime you have like a totem pole of you know automobiles or <laughs> right? just stuff that doesn't work, it's not a good thing. Oh goodness! Guess they didn't like my chicken bone mobile that I hung out and whatever. Yeah, <laughs> don't be that neighbor, right? So I guess until the next time, gang. Uh, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee, and we will see you in your dreams. <laughs>